Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo, what's good? It is another sick podcast, Anvil Show. I am your boy, Clyde. As you can see, I am wearing white this evening. You probably know what that signals, what that signifies so yeah we're gonna get right into why Clyde has waved the white flag but before all that Sammy go ahead and start me up turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick podcast and Bill Joe The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's gonna be sick. Sick, sick, sick. Yes, sir. It's gonna be sick. Let's go ahead and jump into our sponsorship. There we go. Download the DraftKings Sportbook app. Use DraftKings code Six Sports to get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five on any NFL bet. Again, that's DraftKings. A word to our sponsor, Sammy. Go ahead and bring in Frick. There's no frack this there evening. No frack. So There's no frack this evening. Frack um, is taking care of HR. Uh, yes. She's she's down under the weather, Miss Sarah. So yes. hopefully she gets gets to film better. We have a home game, and her presence is needed at the tailgate. All the things, yes. So please get better, ma'am. We are thinking about you tonight. But before we absolutely start let's go ahead and sound that official sound that you all know very well and that is the official sound of the anvil it's hilarious because as soon as i said that i heard moon pie yell that is not the sound (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that beautiful young girl magic ears dude because I do. My doors are closed. My headset's on, <laughs> and I can barely hear her. But yet, yeah, you knew exactly who it was. You don't even know where in the house she's at in the house. <laughs> Listen, man. Tell Moon Pie she's going to stop blowing up our spot. Okay. I love her to death, I, but she stay hating on the spot. <laughs> I tell you what, we, we need to have her on, make an appearance more. And, oh, my goodness. And our show might grow. It might grow because she's a lovely little lady, but she stayed blowing up our spot. But (laughs) (laughs) let's jump into what we need to talk about. Before we do that, please like, subscribe, follow all the things on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, of course, the X. You can find me at Colts Clyde on the X. You can find him at Big P Colts. Still the worst handle out there. However, 
<laughs> I say and we he, take a poll on that. Okay, well, we'll do I that. I, I think I think you're just jealous uh, that, that, that there's no big Clyde Colts. Yeah. Okay. Well. Bruh. Anywho, um, <laughs> let's just get right into this. Uh, we have marching orders tonight. We are going to slide right underneath that time hack. Let's but um, listen, <laughs> I'm pretty pissed, dude. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. And and you know me probably as well as my wife does. I always stay on the positive side, no matter what. And I'm still on the positive side, but I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Okay. Do you, well, you want to play fucking championship football <laughs> in late December into January and you come out and give me a showing like that? No, that's not a championship caliber team. That's not even a playoff team. Playoffs? We talking about playoffs? <laughs> no shit. He's trying to win yeah. a game. Playoffs. And then, and then knowing that your future's in your hands and your hands alone. You don't have to ask nobody for help. You don't need to, you know, pray to the football gods that this team wins and that team loses just so you can squeak in. You controlled it, and you came out and played the way you guys did? Dude. Okay. Horseshit. Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Even though it was yesterday. <laughs> Merry Christmas, my friend. I'm sorry. But this has been on me since Sunday. <laughs> I went out to the garage with the hammer. I busted shit I shouldn't have been busting. I was wow. mad. Wow. What is that noise? Do you hear that? Th that was my chair. I'm sorry. No, oh, it's like some tranquil shit. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I know what that is. <laughs> That's my TV. Can you hear that? I cannot hear it. I'm telling you, man, you got some like $8 billion headset or something. No, that's coming out of my theater. Uh, we were watching a movie and then we left. And now like this tranquil music is playing. What kind of dad are you that leaves the room with the TV on? That's not being watched. Well, I had to that, come. That's first. sinful. Just like allowing other people in the house to control the thermostat. Real dads don't do that. Okay. Well, anywho, can Just I finish my PSA there? You haven't even started, so please start. As you started with your, I'm mad at the world. Heal the world. Okay, look. <laughs> Here we go. I am wearing all white, which people who know me well know I never do. Never. But I am waving. The white flag, <laughs> because I am sick and tired of being tired of being sick, watching this useless scheme that we call defense. Now, I want to point out some things. OK, yes, we lost. We gave Atlanta maybe one of their best outings all year with Taylor Heineke, who had not even played all year. It's a lot of things here. We talked about stopping B. John Robinson. Didn't do that. OK, he's created. Didn't even try. Didn't even try. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, just we're just gonna get straight to it because I got some goodies. Got some goodies. I had to finally find somebody who's seen things like me. So I'm gonna read this. This is from Colts Report, they are on Instagram. So shout out to Colts Report. 
On top of a lack of offense production, it has become glaringly obvious in two of the last three games, Bengals and Falcons, that the Colts defense has not only become easily exploitable, but more importantly, incredibly stubborn. What I've been yelling at the top of my lungs. Gus Brad complete unwillingness to tailor his game plan to the current status of the game is costing the team opportunities and it's entirely penalizing. The Colts undeniably have a handful of players that have continuously bailed out a lack of an intelligent scheme. God, I love how this guy writes. Leading to Bradley's cowardly bend but don't break defense to get absolutely demolished by any veteran quarterback with any football football IQ whatsoever. The Colts had just two possessions in the entire third quarter against Atlanta because of this. And while offensive production was non-existent yesterday, it's still something to think about if opportunities were even. And then he goes to talk about the offense. But I wanted you to – so when I have been saying – and I'm not – and this is not towards you today, Pete. But when I've been saying for a very long time now, effort – over scheme. This is exactly what this man wrote in in a very, very, very incredibly skillful way. Well, knowing the media like I know the media, you probably called him and gave no, him didn't. all your notes, <laughs> just so he could write. <laughs> just so you can say, "See, I is this told you." <laughs> is this who you are? <laughs> I want you to be better. No, I, want you I just to be I just the way your headset's going like that's this. not because your head getting big. But look, <laughs> nobody nobody has said that you was wrong about your takes on the schemes. Fair nobody, enough. you know. But I I've always tried to stay on the positive side, and I try to look in between the lines, mm-hmm. you know, because. To me, that it is, it's not really a fine line between talent and scheme, but it's a pretty close line, you know. Mm-hmm. And and what he wrote and what you read, he's one hundred percent accurate. Talent can overshadow that. Just like if you guys remember Andrew Luck's first two years, his talent outshined all the negative and bullshit O line. Problems that we had. You think we got a problem O line problems now? Go back to 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Those dudes weren't stopping grandmas coming through the grocery store. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, he he's 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. But when the scheme and the talent work, it is a it is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But my God, why are you off of the Freaking receivers, 15, 20 fucking yards. Bruh, when they only need, when they only need, it, it's third and freaking 21. Bruh. And you're off the, you're off the receivers, 30. Fuck, dude, it's fourth and two and they bailing out. They literally, it's fourth and two and they're backing out. They come up, they show, they show press and then they bail out before the snap. Fourth and two, dog. Like, what the fuck? Like, wh- like, and I'm not exaggerating. Like, this is incredibly I, – I mean, I don't know. Sure. I'm I, sure I, Gus I, Bradley – I said this Sunday in, in in our group text. Okay. That I need somebody <laughs> that's a stat wizard to give me <laughs> stats on how many third and long okay. that we gave up this year. Oh, shit. I'm, 
Yeah. Uh, Adam J. Can you find that for us? Adam J. Is the man. He always. Adam J. Is the, a stat nerd. I should have called him earlier. Yeah, he finds all the things we need. Adam J. What is our third down and long uh, success against us rate? I don't even know how you say that. Give up rate. I don't know. We sound like we're selling the opponents completion things. rate. <laughs> like yeah, we got to be we got to be the bottom of the league on third. And down. then and then you watch gotta a game be. like you watch a game like you seen last night with Baltimore and and San Fran, two powerhouses this year. Yeah, absolute. They, they've been running the league absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so give all credit to Lamar. He was a free agent. He was yeah. Oh, on he, he he was he was given permission to you know, to yeah. find a trade partner and this and that, and nobody got him and look at him now. Yeah. So, you know, kudos uh, to Lamar. But did you see how aggressive the entire game Baltimore yeah. was? Four picks and on, on Purdy or five. something? Oh, they got a fifth one. Five. Damn, I stopped watching after the fourth. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and the thing is, I, oh, I think I screenshotted it because I seen uh, somebody post the stats. First off, Pat looked like the Arby's commercial. Five. <laughs> <laughs> or the tickle oh. me elbow. Five, 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 five. Anyway. Oh, shit. Okay, why you look that up? But anyways, San Fran had more rushing yards. San Fran had more uh, passing yards. San Fran killed him and and damn near every statistical static category except for the takeaways. And those takeaways happen because of the aggressive defense that they called right. the entire night. Not just play here, not just a play there, but the entire friggin' night. This is the most we ever heard Pat talk. And we've got, <laughs> in my opinion, we've got better talent on our defense to be even more aggressive than what Baltimore was last night. And it's not utilized. And it's aggravating the living shit out of me. Scheme is broken. Absolutely. Bro. I mean, go back, go into the game, right? Let's let's talk about the game. Atlanta stayed pressure-wise heavy on us all game. Gardner never adjusted. Gardner never got settled. Uh, tackles were getting beat left and right. Shit, the people were getting beat up the middle left and right. No run game. Um, to be had or to be found after the first drive when we got six first downs, there was nothing to be had, right? And I and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the pod. I feel like that first drive is always kind of just like a filler out, right? Like, okay, either we're going to accept what just happened to us if the team go down and score, like it's going to be a long damn day in the words of Pat McAfee, or we're going to go back, look at our surface tablets and be able to make some adjustments. Well, Atlanta clearly made adjustments on drive two all the way to the end. The Colts, we were just kind of like, we stick, we, and I hate when the people say this. This is what fucking pisses me off. In a game of inches where it's supposed to be a game of adjustments, you constantly have to rewrite yourself throughout this entire game because we're not thinking about the game that we just played and we're not thinking about the game next week. We are focused on the four quarters we have against the team we're playing against. So we don't just go out and do what we do. I've heard Gus Bradley multiple times. Say, well, yeah, you know, we just go out there and we play our base defense. He was telling us that shit in training camp this year, and he's still telling us that type of shit after games. It wasn't I'm you, sick of this shit, bro. Wasn't it you that asked him the question of about having more blitzes this year? I don't know if I asked him that. I did talk to Gus Bradley at training camp. We had to go back and find the video. I can't remember exactly what I asked. 
but I don't. I, and he, I, whoever it was, he shot yeah. down. No. Yeah, he did no, say, we, yeah, he said, we don't use a lot of blitz in our scheme, and that's just kind of how we play, and we, we depend on the Leo and this and that. Bro, this is the, the biggest the biggest problem that I have with this defense, honestly, beyond the bailouts, is the fact that the alignment is so fucking give me. We line up so gappy, bro. Like, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> there's five people on the offensive line, six if they got a tight end in, and we try to line up as wide as we get. Okay, we try to get as wide as we can. So literally, the 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 guards primarily are being able to get free access to our backers. Mind you, only got two in the game primarily. So as soon as they get a helmet on them, good night, right? Because those six players, the four linemen and the two backers now are chewed the fuck up in a matter of a few seconds. So now, like I've been talking about, you got fucking uh, safeties and corners and shit and Kenny trying to be a nickel flying up there to try to make these tackles. But by the time they get there, they, they're already at yard seven, eight, maybe sometimes 10, maybe even more. Hell, we lost Julian Blackman. Who's now in the IR. Cause he had to come up and try to be like a fucking lineman. I mean, like a linebacker except for he's running up from 15, 20 yards deep. I'm like, bro, this plan is trash. It is trash. We're getting shredded. Mind you last week. Okay. Coming into this game, and I know you can't compare different teams, but the Carolina Panthers, the utmost worst team in the NFL, only yielded 11 yards to B. John Robinson. Only 11. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he comes out here and looks like he just runs all over us. And we over here, and this is no shout-out to the squad, whatever. We're still supporting the team. But we're up here trying to, you know, promote a – Hey, put this person in the Pro Bowl, put this person in the Pro Bowl based off of what we saw. Pat, you and I have talked about this, right? Well, shout out to this guy. <laughs> you know who that is behind me. That's old Shaq Leonard. This is when he was Darius, by the way. But he led the team in tackles yesterday, talking about the Eagles. Seven tackles and two for a loss and a sack and some other shit. Now, he wasn't good enough to play on this defense. Cool. For missing assignments, not making tackles. I seen EJ Speed, multiple missed tackles, multiple missed assignments. Zaire Franklin, the man, multiple missed tackles, multiple missed assignments. Kenny, the man, multiple missed tackles. I mean, multiple missed tackles, multiple times out of position. The touchdown that was given up to Pitts, as you said, he was out of position, out of position. Way out of position. Way out of position. But the problem becomes they're trying to make up too many gap yards. Like you're already Agreed. spread thin because you're trying to slice the field up in a nickel formation. And then they overload one side, which means that you you have to stay. What what makes our defense so terrible is if you watch when they talk about the quarterback freezing their their the middle linebacker or the safety with their eyes. Our defense is so gappy that, that that linebacker has to stay to the last second. That safety has to stay to the last second. As soon as that quarterback makes it, it's too late. They can't recover. And that's what we've been watching. That's why it's so easy to play this. Like like the guy skillfully, skillfully said in the thing that I read earlier from Colts Report, for too long now, we have been bambadone break with some guys that have basically overcome this bullshit scheme. And on those days, we salute them. You know, we say, hey, they're great. But on the days like Sunday, you're like, I don't give a shit who you were. Kenny, Zaire, EJ, everybody looked bad because the scheme was just getting fucking shelled all day. 
And that's where I am with this, bro. Like you said, there's too much talent, too much money on that side of the ball to constantly come out and give this effort. And I'm not calling for somebody's job, but I'm fucking am. If we could cut fucking Shaq Leonard and we see DCs and, and head coaches and OCs get fired all the time, what the f- what does Gus Bradley have on the fucking team that you can't let him go? What the fuck uh, does he have on the team? He's got something on the team. He knows uh, some shit or something. Well, he's only been here a couple years. You can't know that damn much. I mean, I, mean, I don't know because this dude should have been fired. But look, look, look how weeks we ago. look how we did against Baltimore this year. Yeah, I remember. We were aggressive. I remember. And we stifled them. I was them. there. I was fucking there. <laughs> and we stifled them, didn't we? I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Why aren't we doing this every game? Every freaking play. Look, and, and I'm going to piggyback on what you said. No, we're not down on the team. And we'll always support this team. Right. But at this point, at what we're seeing in this season, we have so many questions of why. Mm. That it, 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 those questions aren't getting answered. Nobody's even trying to answer them, right? No, and, and nobody's asking those questions. <laughs> you know? And, so, and and it's just from our our side uh, of the world, it, it's just frustrating as all get out because we know this defense can stop anybody. Yes. Look, 49ers arguably have the best defense in the NFL this year. Demonic they couldn't win. stop yeah. what we stopped. Yeah. So that tells me we're better when we're aggressive. It's like styles make fights like boxing, right? Like. I would be leery to say that just because you match up better with certain personnel. But but I get what you're saying. In the overall scheme of things, you count on one to thirty-two. Right. Yeah, you know, like it, but it's tough though. Like certain matchups, like for instance, anybody with a half a half decent halfback that can catch the ball out the backfield is a problem for us. Why? Because we can't stop the screen to save our fucking life. Can't it's stop. literally the bubonic plate in medieval times. Like it's wiping us out every fucking time we step If I was Arthur Smith, I would have, I would have called a screenplay every, every fucking play. play. <laughs> they were getting 20, 25 every yards on every screen play. Okay. So let's break we down. Get, we get negative yards when we run a screen. It, first off, let's say this. Michael Pittman Jr. Not in this offense for whatever reason. It's not a good day for us because I'm telling you right now, it showed. I mean, he's getting 10, 12 targets a game and catching eight or nine of them, and guess what we didn't have? We never had a consistent passing game. We had a uh, a moment here, a moment there, but a consistent like, hey, I need six here, I need seven here, I need a first down here. No, no, no. Alec Pierce, keep dropping passes. Jesus Christ. Gardner Minshew still looking very rattled at times. Jesus Christ. Like, man, with no pocket present. No again. pocket present. The offensive line. Let's let's just 29 10 real quick. No oh, breaks went our way. Those guys have <laughs> pissed me off more than Gus <laughs> Bradley has. Bruh. <laughs> no breaks went our way. Defense was terrible as we've been been hitting on. Atlanta brought pressure all day and we never adjusted. Tackling was fucking putrid, atrocious. O-line was not good. I mean, I'm sure Shane Steichen has so much to talk about this week in practice. So we'll let him do that. We won't know what those words are, but hopefully we'll we'll adjust and see something. Because here is what football karma <laughs> will do to you. Here's what the gods of football will do to you. 
this is, and I remember talking about this, Pat, and I'm not saying I'm walking right back down that road, but I said when two years ago, when we basically blamed Carson Wentz for all the things that it went wasn't wrong. We. No, 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 not we like we. I mean, oh, we okay. like Jim Irsay and apparently the brass and the whole fan base. Everybody wanted his head after Jacksonville, right? Football karma is literally, literally giving us the exact same scenario to include playing the Zach same team to start said scenario. Two years ago, after coming off a victory, which J- Jonathan Taylor blew uh, blew out the whole entire Lucas Oil Stadium when he had a 70-something yard, I don't know, 60, 70-yard run to close out the Pat- Patriots game. We then brought in the Raiders. Then we had to go on the road to play the Jacks. And we controlled our destiny. We won any one of those games, we would have been in the playoffs. This year, coming into this third game, had, it, had we beat Atlanta, we had a 93% chance, I believe, maybe even higher, 96% chance of making the playoffs. But now, lo and behold, with two weeks to go, here comes the Raiders like they did last two years ago. The only difference is they have a new quarterback, no Derek Carr, and they got some other pieces. And then the last game, we bring in a division foe, the Houston Texans last the, the two years ago, we had to go on the road to a division for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is football karma. Okay. Now this didn't have anything to do with Shane Steichen. He wasn't the coach, none of the things, but what I'm getting at is we see ourselves walking right back into that same fucking situation where we control the cards. And right now there is, if you had to take a hundred fans that are Colts fans, and ask them a serious question, do we get in? If you take the fandom out, I think the real question would be like, I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> if you look at social media the last couple of days, I mean, of course, people go off the deep end. They start, you know, crushing the team. This team ain't worth a damn, blah, blah, blah. We're not doing that. But I'm also saying I don't know where my belief is in this team. We're talking about the Atlanta Falcons right now. Like, don't get me wrong, decent squad, I guess. But what? Not like that. Not what no. they put on tape prior to us coming in there. Any given Sunday, sure. But the way we played, and we got to play a hot Raiders team, which I can't wait to collab with our, our sick podcast Raiders show <clears throat> in a couple days um, to hear what they think. Because they're hot. Antonio Pierce got this team playing. They had zero offense. <laughs> I don't think they could play the pass or some shit like that for like two and a half quarters. Zero offense outside of the run game that closed them out last last night. And they beat the Chiefs. I think they swept the Chiefs this year, if I'm correct. Didn't they, didn't they beat the Chiefs both games? We need to find out. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel to, like I, to, I feel no no no. I feel like they swept the Chiefs. They might have. More of the story is that's neither here nor there. They are hot right now. Their defense is playing out of their mind. Max Crosby is a fucking monster. And I don't have Elite confidence. That, I mean, two weeks if ago they put get, up, if he goes on on Breedland's side, it's over with. That's what I'm saying. Two weeks ago they put up 63 points <laughs> against the Chargers. What the and got uh, what's his name, Brandon Staley fired. It was so bad. That's what got. I mean, he had been struggling for the last two years, actually. You know, with how he's using Herbert and all these things, and that game put a nail in his coffin. So this team is not to be. Taken lightly, like, oh, this should be an easy win for us. Yeah, I don't fucking know. 
And the Texans, I mean, they got their faces melted. <clears throat> but for the last couple of weeks prior to this, they were still finding ways to win without C.J. Stroud until Joe Old Flacco came in to Houston and shut them down. Bro, we had everything we needed. Everything. To have a different conversation tonight. Had uh, we and, won that game, we're division leaders right now. To answer your question, no, they did not sweep the Chiefs. Oh, they didn't sweep the Chiefs. Chiefs, okay. Chiefs beat them the first first matchup. Okay. 31-17. Okay, my fault. I thought they did. But, I mean, I feel like like I'm not even being funny, bro. Like, it's football karma again. Jacksonville is constantly, constantly, we talked about injuries to quarterbacks and all these things. They are putting Trevor Lawrence in jeopardy, getting him fucking wrecked. They've lost, what, their last three or last four, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Now he has a sprained AC joint, right? Um, He was coming off of a concussion. He was coming off of an ankle sprain. So that team has kind of been all over the place the last few weeks, losing. And we still are in the same position. We're still in seventh. They're still in fourth. You know what I'm saying? Everything that needed to happen, they lost. The Texans lost. It was a way to put some space between us and the Texans and jump into the front. And guess what? We couldn't take care of business. See, we we always talk about what always has to happen. I mean, a lot of people talk about that pregame. Oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. And th- that team needs to lose. Oh, shit. What does it mean? The Steelers won. But, but we were not. We were counting Atlanta in the bag. Like easy money. And Atlanta was like, oh, no, not here, sir. Arthur Smith is fighting for his job. And it showed. So, hey, man. <clears throat> The Raiders are coming to town. This ain't the night that we talk about that. We'll talk about that either tomorrow or the night after um, when we're able to do the collab with the Raiders uh, pod. But uh, I, I don't know, man. If I had to be hundred, if I had to be hundred percent honest, one word, and they say go. No, <laughs> this team is not playoff bound, in my opinion. After what I saw Sunday, okay. I'm a, I'm in agreement with that. All right, well, absolutely. They, they, you know, you want to be a champion, you have to play like a champion. You have to coach like a champion. You know, I'm not just putting everything on on one guy or or one side yeah. of the ball or or anything like that. It it was a total shit show team effort fast. Sunday. Totally. And you, and you know what? You man, know, like it, it, as fast as the <clears throat> defense was busting through our line, you know, you, you couldn't have called any other audibles out there, you know, you got the speedy little quick guy and Josh downs dump that shit to him and let him take off. This is what I hate, bro. I, we got it right. Night. This is what I hate. Like we have a lot of holes and we've been overcompensating for these holes. I'll give Shane Steichen and crew that, but what really needs to happen and what people need to stop saying. And I mean this, maybe this is something internal because I've heard us say this too. Fuck that next man up shit. I get it. That's what got to happen, but you're not going to be the same team. So knowing that you have to have the proper adjustments. I don't know what that is, but knowing you're not going to have Michael Pittman Jr. The answer that DJ Montgomery, who had a decent game against the Steelers is the answer is foolish. <laughs> so what I'm getting at is next man up because he has to play. Absolutely. But let's be, practical in our thinking here yeah you you can't you can't live by that that That's mindset sometimes you, we, you just have to deal with yeah that when it comes about yeah but That's but don't true. don't live it 
Yeah, people live it, and that and that's starting to like. I'm like, bro, like, I know you want to say these things, but and we know Chris Ballard is known for finding gems and all these things like that, and that's cool, and we're gonna give him praise when he does that. But there's a reason that we're saying pay Michael Pittman Jr. his money. There was a reason that we were like, oh, Jonathan Taylor's back. We can sigh. Like, yeah, and, those and, are and reasons. And yeah. there's and there's a reason that they're the next man. Yeah. Not the man. Yeah. And then you can go back to AR too. Like, I get it. Next man up, Gardner Minshew has technically, technically won all eight games this year. And technically, you know, he's only lost five because AR was in two of them that we lost. But, <laughs> but this team, and for everybody to say this, and I said this before, this is the last thing I'm going to say before we get out of here. If you ever in your life, <laughs> continuously lay your hand on the fact that we're just fine without Anthony Richardson and our QB is a glass quarterback and la da 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 all this other silly shit I've been reading. Oh please, my. please stop it. Anthony Richardson, if he did not complete a single pass, gives this team way more opportunity to win than Gardner Minshew. That's no knock on Gardner Minshew. That's just knowing that there's massive limitations when number 10 has the ball in his hand versus when number five has the ball in his hand. Let's just dead all of that shit. Like let's not even play around. (laughs) Okay. Five five, baby. Let's just not play around with that. And I'm, and that shit's starting to show, right? Cause again, I'm telling you the kid is electric and we knew that in the games that we saw unlimited and we see when like, Oh shit, this would be great to get an actionable play. It's not even 50-50 with guard. It could be 30-70. It could be 10-90. It could be 0-100. And like like Country said <laughs> in, the, in the text, you know, this defense has been so inconsistent all Ugh. year long. You Ugh. know, Ugh. It, 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 I freaking Pop Warner offensive coach can – Plan game plan against our. He's not even trying to adjust, man. Like that's what's crazy. Like it's literally like he's. Why do you have a play sheet? Because it can't be nothing on it. There's like I see him covering his mic and calling something, bro. There's nothing on the sheet. (laughs) But I think it's it's a a Waffle House menu. It's gotta be. It's gotta be because literally the play is. He ain't playing no calls off that damn sheet. Is the, this is the play? Drop back, show press, drop back out of out of press, come up, make the tackle. If you miss a tackle, we're fucked on three. That's what Zaire hears in his helmet. That's just what comes through the microphone. Show press, back out of press, come up, make the tackle. If we miss a tackle, we're fucked. Break. <laughs> and, it, and it'll be your fault. I've been telling you, B. I've been telling you. He puts them in such such bad positions that literally if they miss a tackle, if they miss a tackle, the next person that's there is going to probably initiate contact five at a minimum five yards after the guy that missed a tackle. And we've seen that all day Sunday. All day. Somebody missed a tackle on Bijan, guess what? Five yards or more is the next time you see another person that gets a chance to tackle the man. That's shit scheme because all they're doing is overloading one side they create a one-on-one. Their guy wins the one-on-one, and good night. And I don't want to hear Bradley say, oh, well, the guys were getting gas, so we had nah. to do this. We had to – no, motherfucker, it's your fault they're getting gas. Because we can't get three and outs no more. 
because we're not aggressive enough. You leave the damn middle of the field wide ass open that my fat ass can make a run and catch and get a first down. And that's it, sorry. Sammy with that. Yes. I'm waving the white flag. Get us out of here, Sammy. I'm taking a gummy. <laughs> And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.